welcome to Honey Hush, the podcast for up-and-coming and established leaders alike. Every week, we discuss how to win influence with one simple strategy, kindness. Whether you are a successful entrepreneur or still in the dream phase, Honey Hush is for you. Now, here are your Hive hostesses, three Southern businesswomen who know a thing or two about using honey to attract the bees, Lacey, Michelle, and Elizabeth. All right, everybody. So we are here with Honey Hush. I'm Michelle Tan. This is episode 24. I'm really excited to have a couple of people in the studio with me today that would absolutely never normally happen. I'm in the room with a couple of guys. So I have my son, Houston. Hi. How old are you? 12. And are you supposed to be in school right now? Yes. I want your chair to stop moving so you'll stay still in front of that mic. All right. <laughs> I love it. Are you are you a little excited about today? Yeah. All right. So who who do we have in the room with us? Gary Green. Who is that? He is a senior. Was a senior from Mississippi State. Played defensive line. He was on the defensive line. All right. So Gary. I am really excited to have you. Thank you. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Oh, Greenville, Mississippi. Greenville, I love Mississippi. (laughs) I know. We say y'all a lot on our podcast, and so Mississippi kind of goes with it. So tell me, like, what do you love about Greenville? What do you... Small town, great people. Um, Reminds me of a lot of Starkville, so it's my home... My Starkville is my home away from home. They're you know, two of the same. You probably appreciate it a lot more now than you did 10 years ago. Definitely do. Definitely do. It was like, got to get out. <laughs> so the reason we asked Gary to come on today, um, Gary is actually doing something really, really awesome. 48 hours from when this is going to air. So um, he is currently in the NFL draft. Boy, act excited. I am. Yeah. Are you so fired up? Yeah, I'm just enjoying the process right now. You know, not trying to get too ahead of it. Just taking it one day at a time and just waiting for that moment to come. Women do not live that way. Yeah. That, we just, just don't. That's the best way to be, though. It's, you, you can't get too ahead of the moment. You just got to soak it all in. I love that you are patient or even... What's the word? Mature enough to to be able to see that in this. And so that I wanted to specifically invite you for this because I knew that, I mean, you're not just in the draft. Like, you've got some good rankings. This is really exciting to be able to have been a fan and just someone who has watched you um, from your freshman year. So watched you come here. And not only physically see changes, but you can definitely tell as an athlete that you've changed so many ways over the last several years. And um, I wanted to be able to share with our listeners, um, so all the things that we've been talking about, guys go through a lot of these things too. And in the world of athletics, that is like a freaking beast. I mean, it is... I don't even know how to explain it. Y'all are just as bad as girls, but you have fun about it, and you can walk away. And guys, y'all don't treat those things the same as girls do, yeah. or do you? 
We do, but I, I think we don't. When it just like when it comes to football, everybody wants to play, you know. But it's only eleven spots on each side of the ball, and but you have a, a team roster of a hundred something guys in college, and so that, that creates a problem. Not everybody can get on the field and play at the same time. But you have to understand, you know, as a young player, it's hard because you know you just came from high school to being a star on your team. So you're like, oh man, I want to go out there and play right now, but. It doesn't work like that all the time. Some guys are, you know, lucky enough or good enough to have the opportunity. But then some guys, like myself, you know, you just have to wait your turn. And, you know, when you get that turn, you know, just, you know, hold on to it and make the best of it. You better show out. Yeah, you have to show out, you know. So. And I hope, Houston, you get to try out for junior high football win. Um, I get to try out for baseball. You're going to try out for baseball. Are you? Yeah. I think Drew's going to try out for football. Yeah. And for the record, I did not check Drew out of school. You know, Drew's the funniest kid I got. <laughs> Everybody is always like, where's Drew? But Drew had testing, so I don't don't blow me up. Don't at me. Drew is in school. It is state testing, and I'm <laughs> he'll have another time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so you're not going to try out for football? No. You're going to try out for baseball? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. That's that's crazy. I might try out for football next year. Okay. All right. Can you so you can try out next year? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So the like your um, tell me. I would love to know your recruiting story. And what I hope that my child learns is, even though he's fixing to go out like for whatever junior high sport, it does start then. So my recruiting story is kind of different from a lot of guys. Um, my high school team wasn't the best. Um, I won a Starkville t- High was. Yeah, Starkville. We, we lost to Starkville <laughs> High. Like Greenville played Starkville High, so we we lost to them probably every year we played them. We so fabulous. <laughs> but my high school team, we won n- not a lot of games, so I wasn't expecting any offers, any scholarship offers. You know, any coaches come to see me. Oh wow! So I, I wasn't expecting it, but it happened in the spring going into my. Senior season, so mm-hmm. my, like the spring of my junior year, um, I got a call from Coach Mullen, like and all the guys, and Coach Collins. And next thing I know, that I got an offer, and I was like, "Whoa, what just happened?" Then, like, once I got that one offer, it just kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. And like, schools from Tennessee was coming to Greenville to see me, Arkansas, just Auburn, and it, it, it was crazy, you know. And it was, oh my God. I wasn't expecting to just like. My junior year, we won two games. My senior year, we won one. So, and it was just like, hey, you know, I'm I'm not thinking I'm good, you know, because my team's not good. But it just – Coach Mullen always told me, he's like, when he watched film, he was actually watching film of another school we were playing. And uh-huh. he saw me, like, pop out on the film, just, like, running to the ball, hustling to the ball, and, like, we were getting beat. But, like, the whole game, he just saw me going and going and going. Then, like, I, I was able to go to a camp, and Coach Collins was here on time. He's the uh, head coach at Georgia Tech now. And he was there. He he loves just the way I move around and stuff. So, those two things, when they saw that, they, they wanted to offer me. So, just the hard work and everything that I put in and the way I played is just. You never know who's watching, and they'll see you showing out even when they're not looking for you. Yeah. so That's really, awesome. That's I mean, literally. That's literally how it happened. So, just. That's crazy. Just this, and that's the same way I try to play today. Just no matter what the score is, just 
play my hardest, get to the ball, and make a play. That's insane. Okay, so but when that happened, had you ever been to Startville before? Yeah, for camps, like before camps, like before okay, I got out. So for high there. school, y'all would come yeah. to like camps and yeah, stuff. Yeah, camps, seven on sevens and stuff. And how did you know you wanted to go to state? <laughs> Good question. So throughout the recruiting process, you get to see a lot of schools. I visited, you know, Tennessee, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Auburn, and when I came to state, you know, we we always say we're a family here. But it literally felt like that. The guys that I was you know, being recruited with, that you know, I ended up coming here with, um, the older guys that were here, Bernard McKinney, Richie Brown, um, guys like that, you know, they they became – His daughter is so freaking cute. Yeah, I haven't met her yet. So oh, my God, I, I, I have. To, <laughs> I had to talk You to should be jealous. Yeah. <laughs> she is so freaking cute. Yeah, so I, I see pictures of her on Instagram and stuff, but I haven't got to know. Oh, my either. God. Well, fail. Richie, <laughs> Aaron, I'm going to need you to get on that. But it, but I just felt, like I said, it was a home away from home. It, mm-hmm. it reminded me of Greenville. It was just with the people. Um, being two hours away from home, it wasn't that bad. You know, I was far enough from my mom where I wanted to be at the time. Yeah. But, but I was close enough at the same time. And, you know, I just felt I had the best opportunity here for me. Okay. So... One of the things that I wanted to ask you about, and I am so pulling up right now because your forty-yard dash, <laughs> dude. What, what do you remember? What it was? It was like four point, like five nine. I bet Gary like remembers what yeah, it was. It was, it was a four six three. <laughs> it was a four six three. No big deal. So you did a forty freaking yard dash in four point six three seconds. Yeah, I did. Okay, so I want to know. Like, what did you do to train for that? Like, when I sit here and look at all these numbers, so for the combine results, ladies, if you have no idea, just Google it. Look it up. <laughs> so it's going to pull up everybody's combine results, and they all do a 40-yard dash, a bench press, um, vertical jump, broad jump, three-cone drill, which if you don't follow Booby Dixon, you don't know what that is. So you might ought to follow him too so that you can check out what these cone drills are. 20-yard shuffle and – or it says shuttle. I thought it was a shuffle. Nice shuttle. Okay, just getting – and a 60-yard. Okay, so you didn't have to do the 60-yard? Only certain positions have to do that. Um, so some of the smaller guys and, like, receivers and running backs have to do that one. But I look at all of your numbers, and one of the two things that immediately popped out to me – is number one on the three-cone drill and 7.27 seconds, I'd have tripped myself. <laughs> For real. Somebody watch a YouTube video. I mean, it looks like a boomerang is happening. Like, it's insane. And the 40-yard dash, like, what did you have to do to get to 4.63 seconds? So I trained at this facility um, named Exos. It's mm-hmm. in Pensacola, Florida. And so that, not a bad view. No, nah, it wasn't. Um, I really I was living right off the beach and everything, so it was it was pretty cool. But it it, it the training was different. It's, it's not the training I've been used to playing football because we're not getting ready to play a game. We're getting ready to run a forty yard dash and just you know move quick and stuff. So it was yeah. different, and it, it was it was it was really different. You know, I the the training was different. The way I was eating was different. Just you know, mm-hmm. we was going outside running every day. So it was like we, they put me on kind of a diet. I tried all types of new foods. Oh um, my god! Yeah, so I was sending my grandma like different vegetables and stuff. I was eating like squash and 
thing I had like Boy. Purple, purple carrots one time and stuff. I have Oh yes. I, I've never been a like a vegetable person. Like so my grandma she was like, I uh, took all this to get you to eat something. So she was kinda upset, but she was glad I was eating good. And she <laughs> The NFL will really make you do some stuff. <laughs> yeah, it will. So but it, the train was like we worked out twice a day and For how many hours? Probably three, three hours a day. It 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 wasn't bad, but it's just the the point that we were doing it twice a day that just made it like during the end of the week, like, whew, like I'm kinda tired. But the workouts itself weren't. That's tired. why your arms right now look like freaking cantaloupe <laughs> sitting there. Y'all. I'm gonna take a picture so that after y'all listen to this, y'all can actually go. I'll post it when this airs so y'all can see what I'm talking about. It's like he's got freaking rubber bands sitting there around his arms, yeah. but they're not. They're just that toned. So it- it, it was good. I enjoyed the experience. I got to meet a lot of guys that we, I actually played against and just, you know, other top guys in college football. So it was a good experience. So one of the things that um, we were talking about earlier is women are really, really bad about silently tearing down another woman. I mean, we're bad about it. And I don't think it's something that we intentionally do. I just think society along the way has sort of led us to this. And we hope to, like, break those barriers and be like, quit quit being that way. Like, let's let's put your awesomeness and my awesomeness and let's try and learn from each other or push each other so that we can both be standing on top of that mountain. And, and there is room for both of us on top of that mountain. There's room for everybody. We just got to get there, you know. So do you feel like guys in a locker room, guys like going out for a position, I mean, what is that moment like? And how do you, like, do guys really feel, do y'all feel that cattiness that girls do? I think when you're a younger guy, you feel it more because, you, like I said, you want that spot and you, you want to play right off. But as you get there and as the season develops, you understand, like, hey, I have a role on the team and you got kind of understand your role on the team. It might not be a starter. You might be a backup. And, but you realize, like, with the leaderships and the leaders that I had and the lead I tried to be, like, you try to tell the team that everybody has a role and we need everybody. Just because you're not on the field this year, we just need you at practice. And that's how it works out. Like, everybody needs everybody to win. Like, all the wins we got this season, it was because of the whole team. It just wasn't because of the guys that were out there on the field that Saturday. And mm-hmm. that's just what we try to preach and, like, get everybody to know, like, hey, we need everybody to buy in, you know. Because you're, you're one play away. Like, if I would have got to hurt the guy who hasn't been playing, he has to come in and play for me. So, if, yes. he, if he's sitting there complaining the whole time and not really, you know, buying in, when he gets in, he, he's going to miss his moment because he's been – you know, in his feelings the whole time, just waiting. In his feelings. <laughs> I love that. And, I mean, Houston, what do you think about that? Mm, I think it's true. I mean, do, but <laughs> I think it's true. But do you listen to that? And, like, are you soaking all of that in? Yeah. Because, I mean, you you really are a baseball person. And everybody in baseball, you've always been a kid that – You'll take whatever position. But everybody in baseball, everybody wants to be a pitcher. Everybody. Yeah. But you just want to be on the field. Mm -hmm. It takes everybody. Nobody wants to be sitting in the dugout the whole game. Mm -hmm. But do you hear his why it's okay to be sitting in the dugout? Because your time is coming. You should always got to be ready. If you weren't going to play football, what sport would you play? So in high school, I played football and basketball. And I was an okay basketball player, but I wasn't – I was 6'4", playing like the three and the four. 
which is like six four in the NBA. It's like a point guard. So I actually, um, my high school team, we played Devin Booker in a, I think it was a Thanksgiving really? tournament. Yeah, it was a Thanksgiving tournament. He went to Moss Point High School, so on the coast. And we played him in a high Did school. Did you get crushed? I don't give me that. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, we, we played him. It was a Thanksgiving or Christmas tournament, like, down in Jackson. So when we played him, you know, he was, like, we the same height. You no know, high school, we built just the same. And I'm, like, in the post asking for the ball. And the whole game, he's. He's bringing the ball down the court like being a point guard, and he has like Coach K and Coach Izzo, and all like the you know elite college coaches in the stands. And he went off like thirty eight points that game, dunked on one of my teammates, and it was it was bad. You know he was good, and at that point I realized like, hey, I think I just stick with football. You know, my my basketball training is kind of sad. I'm not I'm not where I need to be. <laughs> to, you know, go play that at the next level. So Devin Booker is one of my favorite players. Yeah, he is a good guy. You know, and I I'm kind of. I like I like that I get to tell that story, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it is. Hold on. Let's go back to you, Grandmama. <laughs> I love my grandmama. And remember, I, I do. I love my grandmama. My grandmother is the one, like, who um, taught you how to make biscuits. Uh, I know. You love her, yeah. too, don't you? <laughs> I know. Gary likes her, too. But, so, I was asking you, though, about your name, because let me tell you this funny thing. So, Jesse Jackson, who is my other, who I love, like best manners out of probably any human being I've ever met. And so if he's not like that behind closed doors, I don't want to know about because he's fabulous. But Jesse, um, I was talking to him one day and he was like, um, he was, he was talking about, were y'all roommates? Yeah, we've been roommates since freshman year. (laughs) Okay. Well, (laughs) he's talking about Gary and I'm like, I promise you. I don't know who he's talking about. And he keeps on, and he's like, Miss Michelle, yes, you do. You know who this is. And because he had just seen, um, I had a picture I had posted, and it was you and Preston Smith. Do you remember that? We saw y'all at Harvey's. Okay, and who else was there? Somebody else Uh, was there. AJ Jefferson. Who I love. (laughs) Oh, my God. Best beard ever. Oh, I love him. Um, Drew loves to dress up as AJ. It's really good. But it took me forever to realize that your name is Gary, not Jerry. Yeah. Oh, my God. And that's your grandmama's fault. So tell me about that. So the Gary-Jerry thing's been going on probably since I started school. Like, every teacher, every year, Jerry Green, I'm like, raise my hand. No, excuse me, it's Gary. Then, <laughs> so, like, <laughs> throughout this whole process of, you know. You answered both. No, I don't like. I answer to it, but I always like say, "Excuse me." Like, no, it's you know, Gary. Okay, and, it, it's Good. been it's been times. Um, I come back and like watch a game that we played on the road away game. Oh yeah, make, they call you Jerry. Jerry. I make I make a tackle and I hear the announce like Jerry Green on the tackle. And it, it makes me mad because I know I. Our athletic department does a good job with like the little name sheets, and they put yes. the, they put the pronunciation beside it for them. So they sure do. So that kind of makes me mad when they don't take the time you know, to read Ooh. that. So yes, I don't like that. But yeah, I'm, I'm a junior, so I'm Gary Green Junior, and my dad's Gary Green Senior. And so it's my mom. I can't fully blame my mom because I'm named after my dad, so it's my grandma. But I, I like my name; it's unique. Um, well, and people are always gonna remember because number one, it's. <laughs> It's spelled wrong, but it, it's right. And number two, you are politely correcting them and letting them know. And so they actually, anybody who's going to meet you and do that, they're having more time talking to you in just that split second because they're talking about your name. 
So that's actually a total perk. I mean, that's kind of a, that's kind of a win. Um, and one of the things that has happened to you since you've been a college student is you have become a dad. Yeah. You have a daughter. Tell us about her. So Logan Green, Logan is three years old, um, three going on 30, just full of energy, but no, I love her. She's she, she spoiled. Um, I'm guilty. Um, <laughs> so I'm super guilty with that. But, you know, being a dad is fun. It's awesome. Um, the whole being in school, she she lives in Greenville. Okay. So, um, but she she can pick up the phone and FaceTime me right now. Like it, she, Is that not wild? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. She, <laughs> like, so the other day I called her on FaceTime. You know, just you know, talk to her, and she was she was busy, so she she was busy, so she went through like the whole our whole conversation like ten seconds. She's like, "Hey, Dada, uh, I'm watching TV. I had fun at school. I ate at Grandma's house, but I'm watching TV, so I talk to you later." And that was the end of our conversation. <laughs> so I was like, "I love you too. Bye bye." She like, "Bye bye." She called, but she did call me back later on the day when she finished watching TV, but. But that's the, um so FaceTime has helped me, you know, keep in touch with her. But anytime I get free time, I'm back in Greenville or she's here. Um she made every game this year, every mostly every away game, the bowl game too, so you know, I get to see her a lot. But do you feel like did you see a turning point for yourself as a player and this being potentially a career? Do you feel like that do you feel like she has helped change your perspective for things? Yeah, not not only as a player, but just my life in general. Because I couldn't just be a regular college student per se. Because I had to when I made decisions, I had to make decisions with her in mind. So I couldn't just be like, "Man, I'm gonna go out and party my hardest the weekend." Because if I party my hardest and get kicked out of school, that affects her too. It just doesn't affect me, you know. So mm-hmm. like every decision I knew had a bigger consequence to it if it was the wrong decision. And then, that's kind of just – I still think that way because every decision I make, good or bad, it affects her life in some form or mm-hmm. fashion. That's just – the things that I do to you know to better my life, is I'm doing to better hers too, and she's the biggest motivation for that. That is awesome. What is your first thing you're going to buy when you get an NFL tra- contract? The first thing I'm going to buy? I, I can't tell you. I, I don't I – don't pl- no, but honestly, I don't plan on buying a, um, a new car or anything like that. Uh, my truck, I plan on you know, just fixing it up how I want it, you know, doing it. But I don't have any big, big, big ticket items on my list right now. I, I'm I'm kind of sticky with money, so I'm going to try to save to my best, my best ability because, you know, that, that's the biggest thing for me. Just because, oh. like, I want to be able to buy my daughter stuff, you know, when she yes, gets older. I so. was about to ask you. Yeah, so, you know, probably buy her a real pony or something, you know, when she asks for it. That would be cool, but. I don't know. That is awesome. Who are you most excited about to play or play with against? Uh, or play against? Just getting to the league and, like, the abilities to play against so many of the you know, great quarterbacks I get to go up against. If I'm not teammates with them. Just not knowing what team I land on. But it, it's so many guys in the league that I look up to. And, you know, even, like, my former teammates just to be able to play with, you know, Preston or play against Preston or – Chris Jones, Fletcher. yeah, Fletch, Dak, you know. Just, Stop. <laughs> he said Fletch. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh, my God. Just, you know, all those guys that, you know, the whole time I've been in college, they, I either play with them or, you know, get the chance to play against or play with, you know, Bernard McKinney. We, mm-hmm. we have so many guys in the league right now. So, it's. 
It is so exciting. Yeah, it, it, it is exciting. So no, knowing there's a chance or a possibility I might end up on the team with one of those guys is even cooler. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to know one of the things. How do you even? How do you even get invited to the combine? How does that even happen? What is that process? It it's a process where they they pick guys. Like they look at you from your whole season. It's a committee, you know, back off doing their own thing. Uh, we, oh, we, I won't on the committee. Yeah, so I, I don't. How does that happen? It, it's I don't know who is. You know, That's crazy. So it, it really, it really was a crazy experience because I didn't really believe I was invited at first. So we, um, just got back from the Outback Bowl and I'm checking my email. Then I see the email like, like. Big bowl letters alert, you know, attention, read now. It's something like that. It was like NFL scout combined. Then I, <laughs> something you would go <laughs> delete, spam. Yes, uh, you know, like really something. Like I'm reading it. I'm like, why they, why they playing with me? Like, why is somebody playing with me? And I'm, you know, so I'm reading it. I'm like, somebody's about to be unfriended. Yeah, so I'm like, is this real? So I, I call, no. Is there a phone number on there for you to no, call it's not or a anything? Call, but like, it's just like, I'm, I'm looking then, like, start asking cover. You know, a couple of my teammates, like, do y'all got an email about the combine? They're like, yeah, I ain't believe it. So I was kind of just sitting there, like, disbelief. But then, like, we just, no, we let it be. But then, like, a couple of days later, Coach Moorhead called us and, like, hey, I just want to let you know you were invited to the combine. I'm like, oh, so it was real. <laughs> and so, you know, it, and it was exciting. And we told him, like, the story, how it happened. He was like, yeah, you know. You know so do you feel a little bit nervous, like, texting your friends? Because what if they didn't get that email? It was at the beginning, so you know I didn't really think I was invited to begin with, so I thought it was fake. So you know, I yeah. was I was texting some guys that I'm pretty sure like the guys I texted were invited also. So you know, I knew if I wasn't invited, you know, date. Yeah, we would have yes. been invited too. So, but when you Houston, you know he is, you know who he's talking about, right? Who's he talking about? <laughs> Montez Sweat. <laughs> okay, for real, like. Or Martinez ranking. Wait, no. He's, Martinez is already yeah. he's already in the yeah, league. Yeah, but I, I hit a, um, I text like Montez and Elton Jenkins and Dion Calhoun. And all, I think those guys like that text because you know just I knew they were probably gonna get invited. If, you know, if I was getting invited, so I text them and they were like, "Yeah." But you they, thought it was fake. Yeah, I thought it was fake. But you know, when Coach, I talked to Coach Moorhead, the combine is something you always grow up watching as a kid. Yes, like and, I watch it. Yeah, because so. when <laughs> I was in um, at a high school. I babysat for Jolie Dunn. Do you know who that is? When we leave here, you better Google him. Okay. He was one of the last coordinators that would still wouldn't wear a headset, all about signals, coaching in the SEC. I've heard the name before. I just didn't want to be wrong. I have heard the name. I mean, he <laughs> is like a legend to – Anyway, so um, the combine, yeah, I mean, so even in high school, that was something like, holy freaking cow, and, and what y'all going to wear to the combine, and what's your what's your stuff going to look like, and I hope your shoes are bright enough. <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah, it, it, the combine itself is a wild experience because we're, we're there like a whole four or five days, but y'all, the people at home only get to see like the last two days when we do the bench press and the... Oh. The, the rest of it is really a lot of meetings. You know, you mean different teams. Um, a lot of medical stuff. They, you know, checking it, make sure you're healthy and everything. Yeah. So, like but, physicals and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, so you're doing real, a physical. Yeah, it's a really, really big in depth physical. So it's 
you know, they you know want to make sure you're good and all that. But the rest of it, like the last two days, is you know when we do the bench press and the last day, the day that we actually go home that morning, we wake up bright and early and we run our forty and jump and do all that stuff. So, oh, yeah, it, it's God. it's an experience and you know it's it's cool. You know, I, I'm glad I got to do it once in a lifetime thing. That's know. unbelievable. Yeah, I always get had the story about that. And then. You have to have a physical to get on the middle school or high school teams, too. Mm-hmm. Do you think you could have done better in the draft? Or so, the combine? Combine. Yeah, yeah I do. No, I'm just that type of person. I I wanted to run faster. I wanted to run a 4-5. I wanted – I did. Like, that's what I was training for, to you know, go run a 4-5. So, but, no, it's – I'm happy I ran a 4-6-3. Mm-hmm. It could have – yeah, yeah, I was top 10 in my position. I'm like, that's a serious situation. <laughs> and you're like, I, I could have done better. Yeah, no, the 24 reps on bench press. Uh, it, it, I could I could go that I could go down and nitpick a lot, but I'm I'm yeah. satisfied and happy with my performance. I feel like I did real good. But you know, it's always, yeah, I could have did that better. I could have you know, got two more reps. I could have jumped a little higher. But uh, other than that, I'm I'm good with it. Who do you think is the best player you've seen in person? In person. Playing the SEC, you see a – I cannot imagine. A ton of loads of players. Uh, like, I, I got to play against Leonard Fournette, Nick Chubb, you know, Sonny Michelle, you know, they, Nick Chubb. They, was on the same, they were on the same team. Yeah. Uh, man, it, I was just – I've just been, you know, fortunate to play in the SEC where I got to play against, you know, a ton of guys is already in the NFL, so I yeah, I can't even imagine. Yeah, I I don't think it'll just be fair if I just gave you the one dude because it's week in and week out, no matter who we're playing, they have a guy on their team. And no, it's just hey, we played him like, you know, if we win we get to say, Oh, he wasn't that good or That's right. And if we lose we're like, Oh, okay, he, he probably was that uh, that guy he said they said he was, but you know, it, it's fun and uh, the SEC is the best out there. Tell us about being um so I was asking you about your red shirt year. Your red shirt year is probably the most amazing year in Mississippi State football history. Like, most unbelievable season in the whole, I mean, there's nothing compares to it. So, 2014, tell me, tell what is the difference between an active player and being a red shirt? So, a red shirt player means you practice with the team, you do all that, you do everything that a, the player that you see on Saturday on the field does. But the only thing you 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 can't play, you don't play. If you play in a the game, then like you you bring a red shirt, and the red shirt year just gives gives you like a, a extra year eligibility. So in 2014, I red shirted, which is my technically my first year on campus, like my freshman year in the classroom. Mm-hmm. But I ended up playing, you know, four more years. So I was a Fifth year senior. Okay. So it, it just gives you an extra year of eligibility. And the rule then, when I was a freshman, if you played in one game, one snap, then your red shirt, shirt was gone. But they have a new rule now that you can play in up to four games without burning your red shirt. Stop. So, it, you know, I feel like it's a, an incredible rule. I actually kind of – I have a little bit to do with the rule because I was on the SEC leadership committee, and we um, met in Birmingham, Alabama. Yes. So, you know, they came to us and, you know, they asked us how we felt about it. You know, was it something that should be passed? And we talked about it, you know, amongst ourselves. And what the, the um, SEC commissioner was right there. He was in the room and all his – all the other Were people. you like sweating? 
I wasn't sweating. We would just tell them how we felt because I've had guys and teammates who I felt like could have benefited from it because, um, you know, you play one game your freshman year, it's like any any time. The anxiety yeah. and the nervousness, like it's done. Yeah, That's it, over. Yeah, so now you only have three more years to play. And, mm-hmm. like, I benefited a lot from my freshman year or from my redshirt year because I came in – I probably was physically ready to play by the time fall got here, but the mental side of the game, because college football, especially in the ACC, is so much faster than high school football. Just everybody, everybody's <laughs> just moving faster. You know, they know what's going on. Just you know, the guys who's got finished talking about, you know, they're good. So just to have that, you know, mindset and the extra year to just, you know, hey, I'm gonna learn the game a little bit more. I'm, you know, catch myself up to speed and get the mental part down. It was a big part for me, and I, you know. I'm fortunate enough to get that red shirt, yeah. What's the most intimidating stadium you ever played in? Oh, that's good, yeah, that's too. that's a good one. Um, Death Valley, LSU probably. It's just. Yeah. It, it, it's loud. It's loud. It's, it's real loud in the atmosphere down there. But a stadium that. Are what, they loud? I've never been in that stadium. Are they? Is that stadium louder than us? It's got to be a different kind of loud. It, it, it is. Uh, every stadium is different kind of loud from us. Now, I love the Cowbells, but. It's just different when you, like, you just know it's all people, and it's like like a roaring yes. sound. And but UGA Stadium when we played Georgia, that that okay, I think I might have to get on one because that was like it was like a video game. If you ever played like Madden or NCAA, and they should show the student section the fan, that was UGA. Like it was, wow. it it was crazy. Like it was one of those games because like I'm sitting on the bench, sitting on the sideline, and like. Somebody beside me trying to talk. I'm like, you know, I, I coach writing stuff. Like, we can't hear. Like they were loud, and but LSU probably second though. You know, Dead Valley is this fun place to play. LSU, yeah. one of my favorite stories that Rufus Warren ever tells because he's like our big kid. <laughs> That's one of my favorite stories they ever tells because the year that they won mm-hmm. in Death Valley, nobody could tell you what that last play call was because it was so loud. They just did it. But yeah. not a single one of them. If you lined up Dylan, Ben, Dak, everybody, <laughs> they could not tell you what that play call was. Yeah, so, it was so loud. And it's but a, a stadium that I think is getting better. Uh, Kentucky. When we first went, it was okay. But this last season, they were like loud. You know, everybody's yeah. like, like, "Are we in Kentucky right now?" Like they, you know, it's like they were loud. You know, so. You walk in oh. other people's facilities and stuff, like other people's like locker room. What's your favorite away team locker room? <laughs> Texas A&M. They, it's it's so yeah. nice. It's like it's it's nice. It's huge. So and that, that's the thing about away locker rooms. A lot of them they're they're small. You know they they try to cramp you in a tight space. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. and Texas A&M they actually give you like a real nice locker room. And, mm-hmm. you, know, you appreciate that. Then they but, also have Chick Fil A in their stadium yeah. and like Are they real- really. I'm not even kidding. I mean, I know we'll have a state, like we'll have like a little station and stuff like that. But I'm telling you, like the concessions at Texas A&M Stadium is, it's amazing. Texas A&M, then I say Alabama has nice ones too. It's not as nice as Texas A&M, but Texas A&M, so they win. Um, How do you feel about Benny Snell? Benny Snell, he was a good running back. Ooh, I have an opinion on him. (laughs) Okay, go. He, he was good. You know, I had fun playing him. Um. So my thing is when it comes to athletes, so you've gotten to know me 
just socially from a place of I'm a person when I previously owned a business, I put myself out there. I am a huge fan. I love people and I love people with really big personalities or, um, or I just pay attention to people's characteristics and things like that. And everybody knows that, um, I'm going to say it whether people like it or not. But one of the things I loved about Benny Snell is his attitude is freaking on fire and you can have a cocky attitude and you can be arrogant and you can be all those things. If you can back it up, Mm -hmm. he could back it up so he can be all the attitude. I just think that that's him. I think he has a lot of talent, but he's really, really cocky. Right. But to me, I think that that shows so much confidence, but he can be cocky because I'm like, be cocky. Talent. So. Be cocky. Will Clark was one of the most cockiest college athletes oh, ever. College. And they, yes, he was. He, college he was. He was. But Will will always say that was confidence. That was confidence. And, you know, did you know Phil just put a statue of him out front? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I think that that shows confidence, which also creates intimidation, which is one of those things that I was talking about, like to other people pay attention to those kind of things. I think if you've got an awesome personality, Brandon Bryant, best personality ever. His freshman year, I thought, oh, my gosh, for real. I know. (laughs) I love him. I love Brandon, too. We came in together, so that's, that's my boy. That's my brother, you know. He's got a fabulous personality. Yeah. What's your favorite food? Yep. Go back to his grandmama. I bet it's something she cooked. What's your favorite food? Oh, my favorite food is between pancakes and pizza. It just depends. He did not say biscuits. <laughs> no, I, I love biscuits, but I'm just more of a pancake guy. I just, I love pancakes. I t- That's what I had for breakfast. No, I had dinner for breakfast last night. Breakfast for dinner last night. I love that. Do you like hot wings and stuff? Do you I, like spicy stuff? I really do. I'm a big spicy food person, so I like, spicy like stuff. hot wings, you know, jalapenos. I'm always, I'm always trying to make my food hotter. Like he's excited about crawfish right now. Yeah, yeah. Mm, like they smell. They do, and I, I, I don't <laughs> like all the struggle. Like they good, but it's so little meat and yeah, so true. many that's true. I, it, time. I ain't got. Yeah, it's no, I rather just have it. No. Yeah, but no, they're good. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm with friends and you know, crawfish boil or something, I eat them. But I just want to go choose to eat them though. Yeah, I love it. Gary, thank you so much for being y'all. with us today. I really hope that um, you are going to have an amazing Thursday. I'm really fired up to watch the draft. Um, it will be on. So the draft begins Thursday. Do you know what time? I don't. So I don't think it starts until Thursday night. Yeah, it's the uh, first yeah, time. Yeah, the first round. It's a three day event, so the first night is just the first round. I want to say, and, and it, it doesn't start. It, it I, starts I like think... at eight o'clock that night, because um, it's in Nashville this year, so it should be Central <gasps> time. Yes. Oh my God! Are yeah, you... it's in, no, it's in Nashville. This are year. you going to Nashville? No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay, I was about to tell you where you should eat while you're there. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'll oh be I'll be at home for the draft in Greenville. Okay. But um, hopefully, you get a phone call. Yeah. I'll, I hope so too. So then the second night is Friday. I think it starts around six, seven. Then Saturday starts around two. So it's gonna be awesome. Well, we look forward to seeing exactly where you land. Mm-hmm. I know it's gonna be fantastic. 
Um, and thanks for being here with us. You no got problem. to come back to Starful for that. Yeah, I did. Awesome.